Welcome to the Rainbows and Rain podcast for early interventionists. My name is Erica and this is my podcast where I reflect on real life visits in hopes to grow in my own early intervention practice as I work with families and children birth to age three. I hope this podcast helps you connect and reflect on your own visits and interactions with families. The R&R podcast has been on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I had COVID the last couple weeks, so I wasn't able to get out an episode. So I'm hoping to catch up these next couple weeks with some extra episodes and bonus material. If you listen to episode one um, of my podcast, I also introduced myself as a parent who went through early intervention. So my son, um, I quickly noticed that his um, language wasn't quite developing like his twin sisters. And so um, once he got to be about 23 months, I, I referred him and he qualified. So, and his name is Sam. So I'm just going to talk a little bit on the parent side of things and what that experience was like, along with the importance of practice during our home visits. So practice for the parents, practice for the caregivers. It's probably one of the most important things we do on our visits. And I feel like um, as my own um, practice has evolved as an early interventionist, um, having parents practice strategies in the moment or in real context, in real time, has also evolved as well. Um, it's always been a bridge that's been a little bit harder to cross. And I had the opportunity to connect and discuss some of this with um, some colleagues the last couple of weeks um, about why is that so hard and um, what we're what we're all doing to try and just do better and be better. Um, when we're out there in the field. So going back to that parent perspective, there was a visit um, Sam had with the speech therapist who came out and saw him. um, And she was the primary person coming out. And she was a wonderful person. And I think a very skilled and knowledgeable speech therapist. Uh, On most visits, though, and one in particular really stood out to me, uh, she came over, you know, at our scheduled home visit time, and I had my twins, you know, who were, you know, anywhere between, oh, they must have been, oh, we had just moved. So probably like 26, 27-ish months, um, they were sitting at our dining room table and they were coloring and doing some sticker stuff, something that they that I typically had them do. Um, it was a typical activity of ours. And he, Sam was engaged and Annika was engaged. And I remember Sam is the one who is receiving services, not Annika, but this is my life as a mom, um, you know, raising twins, raising two-year-olds, raising two two-year-olds. Um, so when when she came in, 
uh, she came in with her bag and she kind of came in with her agenda, you know, to work with Sam on speech and Arctic stuff and oral motor stuff. Those were all things and imitation. He really struggled with every aspect of language and speech development. Um, so she really wanted to take Sam away from that activity so he could, um, join her on the floor and, um, engage in the activities she had kind of prepared for Sam. And as a mom, you know, in this moment, I'm a mom, I'm not an early interventionist. I was a little disappointed, but also really open to seeing like, what Sam would do for her because what parent doesn't want to see their kiddo perform and, and do well and learn. So, um, it there, there was that side of things, but on the flip side, it was, this is something we do together as a family. This is something we do really often together. So I, and his twin sister, his peer was right there. It was really difficult to, to find that, you know, why would we take him away from that activity and opportunity? So a few moments ago, I did say what parent doesn't want to see their kiddo kind of perform and learn and and do that with other people. As a parent, though, I was missing out on the opportunity to learn and do as well. So there was there was just a, a gap and we really need to kind of bridge that gap more on our visits and in early intervention as a whole. So look for those spontaneous opportunities when you're on your visits. I know I always do. Um, I've started to ask more open-ended questions like, what would you guys be doing right now if I wasn't here? Um, and also plan for those opportunities to practice things like what would you like to do on your, on the next visit or just I've gotten better at like IFSP meetings and as I'm gathering information, tell me the things you guys like to do as a family so that I can start kind of planning and preparing how to shape our visits around things they already do. Um, there was one uh, routine that I can think of with Sam that I really didn't know what to do with, and it had great opportunities for practice. I did finally talk to his speech therapist that was coming out and said, hey, you know, Sam was a milk drinker and he did like to request milk quite often, but the way he said it was very um, distorted and um, it, it was very difficult. So I was just like, how can I help him work on that sound development? Um, knowing milk is somewhat of a tricky word, um, but there were different things that we could have done with that. Um, and so she gave me some ideas, but then we never crossed that bridge to let's practice it. We never really got to the other side of, you know, from just talking about it to the other side, which is let's do it. So I think that is so important on visits. And I try and look for that all the time is that opportunity 
to practice in real context, practice in real time if you can. Um, It was interesting, as I mentioned earlier, too, I I had the chance to kind of connect with some colleagues earlier a couple weeks ago talking about this very issue. And one of my colleagues brought up the idea um, or she brought up this visit she was thinking about with this mom and it was her and the OT on the visit. And this mom was just really trying to describe how teeth brushing was so difficult and just such a painful routine with lots of just um, fighting and resistance and and all of those things that you can imagine. And after talking and talking and talking about it, um, the teacher uh, and the OT suggested, hey, is this something we could just try while we're here? And the mom was more than open to it because this is something she's really struggling with and she really wants help with. So talking about it absolutely needs to happen and is a must. Um, But then we need to take it that one step further and grab those opportunities to practice in the moment. And I think it's really uncomfortable um, to do that. And I don't, I'm not exactly sure why. I know I have felt uncomfortable, um, you know, taking that next step um, and moving towards, towards practice. Um, And I, I just think it's um, it's something we're maybe afraid the parent doesn't want to show us. But, you know, in all honesty, give the parent that out. You know, like say we could practice that right now if you're comfortable or we could maybe practice that next visit. What are you thinking? Um, and really open it to the door for them as this is your, this is your choice. This isn't something that we need to do right now, but just, you know, it's all in the way you present things really. Right. And I think, um, the more I've gotten used to inviting parents to practice while I'm there, I've gotten a lot more comfortable. And I think it's because I've been met with like, yes, please. Can we practice this? I need help. And that's what all our families really need is help. And we want to help, but, um, we need to find the right ways to, to help them and do the best that they can so they can learn to help their child. Just like I wanted to learn strategies to help Sam while he was sitting with his sister at the table, coloring and doing stickers, Or I wanted to help him request milk a different way rather, you know, with his mouth. So look for those opportunities. They're really important. When you are putting a plan of action into practice, you're typically doing doing this with a skill the parent wants the child to be able to do. You've discussed a strategy that um, the caregiver or the parent wants to try. And it usually involves an activity or a routine. So I kind of like to keep those three things in, in my head when it comes to putting a plan of action together. What's the skill? What's the strategy? And what's the routine or the activity? 
So when inviting parents and caregivers to do this on visits, um, it really just requires you to ask them if that's something they want to practice while you're here. Or you go to that next visit and you say, hey, on our last visit, you were going to practice this this week. How did that go for you? Um, So it's really just asking the parent and inviting the parent um, into that opportunity to practice. And then I feel like it leads more into observation because you're going to observe what's happening and what's going on. I feel like it's always good to kind of have your own set of questions that you use uh, with parents or caregivers or even catchphrases. I love the word catchphrase because it's usually something that's easy to remember and it triggers something else. So I kind of have my own catchphrases like, can we try that right now? Do you want to try it while I'm here? Uh, can you show me how you do that? Or how does it look when you do that? Um, those are all, um, I feel like, great opening questions to invite parents and caregivers to let you observe or let you pre- let you in on that practice while they're there, while you're there, I should say. And I feel like reflecting back on Sam's visits, you know, the the example with the the table and the stickers and the crayons, how many opportunities there were had um, she kind of just observed how that routine went and what opportunities were there to kind of implement a strategy, um, you know, to work on whatever skill we wanted Sam to work on in that moment, whether it was just imitation with um, actions or if it was, you know, requesting a certain way or whatever it is, um, it would have been helpful. And the same thing kind of with, you know, watching him request milk and, and seeing, you know, maybe at a mealtime, what opportunities would have presented itself to implement a strategy to work on a specific skill. And then not only would Sam be learning, but he'd be learning with me as well as when she came and and worked with him and me. So there's value to all of it. It's just kind of putting all those pieces together and making them fit so they meet everybody's needs, I think. We also need to remember as therapists and teachers, like we have that expertise that just kind of rolls off our back and it comes really easy and smooth to us when we are modeling and showing parents strategies, um, whether they're motor or communication or whatever they are. Um, but for parents, that's, that's, that doesn't come natural or easy to them. That's not their area of expertise. And they need that practice and they also need us to give them that feedback to be like, yes, you, you're putting your hands in the right spot to help her um, get up to standing or you're really doing a great job by 
X, Y, and Z. So they need to practice what comes really easy to us because for them, it's something they're going to have to learn and it's not as natural and it's not as comfortable. So uh, keep that in mind. I've been trying to keep it in my mind on every single visit. Um, What are we going to practice or what opportunities are going to present themselves today to practice? Because their days are full of opportunities. We just have to find them, seize them, and show them to the parents that, hey, you don't need to do anything special. You're already doing great things, but here is something we can try to help. So what's that strategy going to be to work on that skill in those routines and those activities they are already doing. We don't need to come up with those. We just need to identify and help parents identify what's the skill and what's going to be the strategy for that for that plan of action that we're going to put into practice. So thank you for joining me on another episode of Rainbows and Rain. If you have any thoughts on this topic, um, this idea of practice, how to getting parents to engage in practice opportunities, or any feedback for me, please email me at erikabo 80 at gmail.com. I hope you join me again for another episode of Rainbows and Rain.